enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. The mic. <laughs> and that's, that's Tony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that part, man. I'm over here listening to y'all and what that is. I know we're mesmerizing. We get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's you want to go, go with it or you want to do it again? No, let's go with it. Come All right. On. <laughs> so what's going on, Tom? It's been a minute. Yeah, man, not much, you know, just doing my thing, man. Training and working for the VA, doing my little jobby job, you know. Same old, same old, nothing new over this side. What's good with y'all? He's supporting some vets, right? Yeah, the ones who yeah. want to listen. <laughs> Maybe you found two well, right good, here. That's good, though. That's good. That's good you say that. Now, can you expound on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, like when veterans ask me uh, things about their claims, yeah. and, I, and I tell them, and then they'd be like, well, my um, VSO said this. And I'm like, where's your VSO at? Uh, mm. he, works, he works for the DAV. I'm like, but I work for the VA. I do this every day. Mm. Why would you listen to him when I'm giving you information straight from the horse's mouth you know and then usually i just cut them off after that because i'm not i'm not finna go back and forth with right, a, right. with a guy who don't even work at the va so mm. but i understand a lot of veterans they just they don't understand how this process works man especially a lot of our older veterans they don't understand the process so right. i can see how they get caught up between mm. different sources of information you know Okay, so then, then at, at what point do you just cut it off? Cut cut the swing load on that. Uh, usually when I tell them something and they say, uh, I tell them to do something, and they'll come back and say, "Well, this person told me this." I'd be like, "Well, do what that person told you to do." Got it. And that's it. And then I just go on about my day. And then these are people who know where you work and what you do. Correct. Wow. Can you talk about that? I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. If somebody, I, mean, I could talk about the uh, the basics as far yeah. as you know, um, the basic things as far as what veterans, especially veterans who who've been out over a year, a lot of veterans who've been out longer than a year, they don't uh, they don't understand how the process works. So mm. you know, the first thing is veterans who've been out over a year. So set. Say you and Jim, for example, you want to file a claim, right? The first thing you have to do is make sure whatever you are claiming. Now, this is if you have not filed a claim ever. First thing you need to do is make sure whatever you're claiming is in your military medical records. Okay? Hmm. Because you can't be service connected if it didn't happen in the service. Right, right. You know? And the reason I say it like that is because I said that to people numerous times, you know. Um, once you find that in your medical records, then you can then you have to get a current diagnosis. So say you injured your knee, say you was airborne and you injured your knee while you was in the military. You get out the army, right? But you never go see a doctor. You've been out of the military twenty years, you've never been to a doctor. Then guess what? The VA and you file a claim. The VA is looking at it like, well, it must don't hurt. You ain't been to a doctor <laughs> since you've been out. So, hey, I'm laughing, but it, it, it's not funny. But I, it's just funny the way he puts it. 
I, you know, I try to explain it like to the, I don't want to say the dumbest level, but I try to make a real simple. Yeah. You know, if it did, like I say, with service connection, I'd be like, that's why it's called service connection. It had to happen while you was in the service, you know? So then, you know, once you find it in your military medical records, then, you know, you got to go see your doctor, which you should have already been doing, you know? Then you send, you get that information from your doctor and you send that in with your military medical records, you know, mm. then it comes to me and then I can process the claim. And the reason, let me add on, we, at my job, we have this thing called duty to assist. So even if you don't send no evidence in, so say you and Jim file a claim for right. you and that's all you did, just send in the 526, you didn't do nothing else. V, at the VA, we have a thing called duty to assist. So I have to actually go look. I have to pull your records for you. So I'll pull your uh, records. If you've been going to the VA, I'll pull your VA records. I'll pull your um, your um, any military medical records you have. I'm going to pull those. And well, yeah, I, okay. And then you're I, answering all. Yeah, you're answering a whole lot of my follow-up questions. So go ahead, just keep. Oh, going. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So yeah, because we got this thing called duty to assist. So even if you don't send nothing in, we still have to pull all your records, and wow. we have to go through your records. So I got to mm. go through there looking for any type of knee injury. Did you go to sick call? Was you airborne? Could be airborne. We grant you the exam and stuff like that. So, I mean, the process is not difficult. It's just nobody tells um, the veterans how the process goes. Even when you're getting out, even nowadays, when you're getting out, they don't tell you, explain the process to you. They just say, hey, file this so we can send it off. So the veteran mm -hmm. doesn't even know what's going on. They just they just know, know hey, I, got, I, I filed this. I got a letter from the VA saying, go to this exam. Let me go to the exam. And, you know, so. But what I do say is this. The reason I tell veterans to do their own legwork is because it makes your claim process faster. Mm. So if you send me, a lot of old veterans have their military records, right? If you uh, upload into eBenefits, Something saying, hey, I injured my knee. I went to sick call numerous times for my knee while I was in the military. If you pull that and you upload that and then you pull, you got your own records from your private doctor that you've been seeing since you've been out and you upload that. Guess what? When we when I get your claim and I see that, I already know, OK, let me go and grant him the exam right now because now mm. I have the in-service and I have the um, current diagnosis. Instead of me having a hunt and a chance, you sometimes the chance you take is sometimes some of these veterans got military medical records two, three, four, five hundred pages, and you take a chance of a of a VSR missing something, especially if oh, okay. it's especially if it's not a numerous time thing you've been going to the uh, sick call. If it's say you only went like five times in twenty years, but you got all these other all this other yeah. stuff in there. You know, you're taking a chance of the VSR missing something and not granting you the exam. You know what I'm saying? Then you see a lot of you, veterans get frustrated. When you say uh, VSR, what do you mean? Oh, veteran service representative. My job. Okay. Yep. That's what that's what I do. 
I just wanted that thrown out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know I know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I know VSO, but I don't know. Because <laughs> I've, I've done my share of those. And, and that's what I was going to bring up, too, is, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, like, the veterans. But I'm going to tell you from my perspective is uh, I got thrown through a lot of loops, whether it's the VA themselves or the veteran service that you hire. Because those are, like you said, they're outside guys. And most of them don't care. Uh, I got an appeal that was in, that's been in for 10 years, okay, 10 years, and I was told that if I move to a different place and I move it, that slows the process down, but then the guy who was my service officer, or whatever he was, he wasn't doing anything. For the last seven years, he did nothing for it, so that caused a lot of headache, and uh, speaking of headaches, this is another thing I was going to say is that... A lot of soldiers that go in and, and airmen and, you know, servicemen, whatever they, we, they call them, the branches, they don't even go to sick call half time for the stuff. So it's not in their records. And then when they get out, they're like trying to find some record of it. Um, but even that sometimes doesn't matter. Um, I want to throw an example on you later, but I, I'm, I'm talking too much now. I want to I want to throw something at you that uh, I experienced and then maybe you can tell me what went wrong there. Go ahead. Throw so, it. Well, well. No, no, I just I want to keep it because, you know, we might have a whole lot of vets watch this show either tomorrow or next month, whatever. And when you say you'll pull their military medical records. Right mm -hmm. now, is that something they can do? And if so, do you can you tell us how they can do that? Yeah, you can pull your own records. You, all you got to do is call a VA and, requ and request them. Now, are they going to give you the VA? Like, if you've never been to the VA. No, call right? the 1-800 uh, the number. You, you know, the 1-800 number you got when you call, checking on your client? Yeah. Call up there and request your medical records. We'll send them to you. Oh, or, okay. Or before you get out, like I did, I just went to um, uh, Darnell, the main hospital, and you can fill out the paper and request your record. Then they, send, they give it to you. They send it to you on a disc. Well, that was 2017. Who knows what they how they do it now? Wow, the microfish. Uh, yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah, the microfish. Yeah, they send it to you on a disc. That way, you can upload it into your computer. So mm. you can either request it through the VA or you can go to the last hospital of your last duty station, request it through them. Um, but I would wait a minute, wait a minute. So if my last duty station was Fort Hood, I can just walk in there and say, I want to copy my medical record. record. Yeah, go to the record. I don't, I don't know how long they hold them records. Right. Because usually, because ultimately your records get sent to NPRC in St. Louis. Yeah. So I don't know how long Fort Hood hold them. But I mean, if you Got get it. out in the past, if you're getting out next year, this year, last year, you should be able to go up there and request your records. Right, and then you get okay. them, and then you upload them in your computer, and then you just sit down, just go through your records, see what's in there, you know. But you know, if you are less than a year, then you don't, we don't need your uh, military medical records. So that's why it's important that that's why the VA started. Um, now we have this thing called a BDD claim, and uh, it's when you are within. No later than 90 days, no more than 180 days out from your ETS date or retirement date. You can file your claim while you're still in the Army. We'll process your claim. Now, you're not obviously you're not, you're not going to get paid for your claim until you're an actual veteran, you know, 
but all the legwork and all the stuff by the time the, 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 the goal is by the time you get out all your stuff is done because the VA understood that a lot of soldiers was getting out and some of them don't have dropped jobs to go to so they kind of some veterans kind of depend on that disability so the, the whole goal is to make sure the veteran is taken care of while they still in and then when you when you get out your check a hit we pro, your claim is already done when you get out and we get your dd214 you can either send it to us or you can wait for us to get it um boom then your claim starts so you'll end up getting paid at the end of that month mm. okay so the, what VA do you have, Jim? Does, the va does um it does um try to assist veterans because they understand now that a lot of veterans, some veterans just don't understand how the process goes. Some veterans not told nothing. They just get out, especially like I said, it's mainly the older veterans, like Vietnam vets and stuff right. like that. The current soldiers who getting out now, they kind of hip to the game because, you know, now like on Hood, you got the, um, on the coping center, you got all those VSOs. So when you actually, when you clear for Hood, when you go through Soldier for Life, you actually have to go. That's that's on your clearing papers now. You have to actually go see the VSO. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, t I was saying because uh, even with me, everything was all trial and error, do on your own. And we used to make fun of it because I used to always say the VA, like the VA hospital, they couldn't put together a four-piece puzzle. Um, and that's uh, what I, I got my experience because when I was on deployment, mm -hmm. I got pulled off deployments because I was getting these headaches. Uh, I got literally a line of duty, which I thought was the strongest evidence you can have ever. Um, and then when I filed for them, they, they denied them. And I think from what I understood is they denied them because he headaches were not the problem. It was a symptom of a problem. No, so it, migraines. Well, they weren't migraines. That's the problem. They went to check my vision, my teeth. They couldn't narrow it down to migraines. So it took almost six, seven years before they found out I've got arthritis in my neck and that was causing the tension, headaches, whatever. But they still, to this day, I had to request them to give me a diagnose to represent that and I still haven't filed that, uh, reappealed re that or anything because uh, I'm still told the headaches aren't a thing and I didn't know where to go with it. But I couldn't do anything because my, my VSO was in Colorado and uh, he had my files so I couldn't even get a new one. So for seven, ten years, I've been sitting here like, what am I supposed to do? And those headaches were like a predominant problem. Like, I'm connected right now, but that was a huge thing, and I wasn't even getting any credit for that. Oh, you can so. go see. Um, well, one thing is, see, I'm, 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 uh, I work for VBA, so I don't know what they do in the VHA, the hospital. I don't know what, what they do over right, there. Right. We told you don't us. have to put puzzles together. We we separate, so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like you were saying, man, you know, one, like I tell my friend, don't ever file an appeal, ever. Appeals take five to 10 years. It's so many appeals. It, it's so, man, you never file an appeal. I just tell people don't do it. You just uh, file a reopen. Well, now it's called a, um, a supplement, uh, supplemental claim, higher level review, yep. zero. Uh, and this is only if you've already been denied if you've already been denied, you can file a um, VA form two one zero nine nine five. But you got to submit new evidence. 
And that's why this what this what I'm gonna tell you something. This is what a lot of veterans mess up at. When they file a claim, when they get their um when they get the results, instead of reading why they were denied, the only thing they look at is the percentage they got. So they'll get we send them all these all these letters. They only look at one thing. They rip it, rip the envelope open, look, I'm at 40%. But they don't sit there and read because they'll tell you why you were denied. And then what you need to do is, so prime example, you was denied, say you're denied um, PTSD combat because whatever you said was um, called your PTSD, we can't prove it. Whatever incident it was. So what you need to do is say, you know what, let me go find paperwork or anything that's uh, anything I got that says this incident happened, then resubmit that. Or they'll say, you filing for your knee. We denied you because we it, we, it didn't happen in service. That's what we'll say. It didn't happen in service. What you need to do is go look at your military medical records and say, here it goes right here. It did happen in service. And then you, re you, you, you reopen, well, that's the old term, you reopen the claim with a 0995, and you submit that with a 0995. Boom. See, that's how you do it. But veterans, a lot of them, they don't want to read it. They don't want to read the, um, the narrative from the raider. Because the raider will tell you why you were denied. And one more thing, I let me something I got to add. The raider, <laughs> the raider don't dictate your rating, Okay. The raider reads what the doctor says. The doctor you go see is the one who says, okay, Mike, um, Mike is fucked up. <laughs> His knee is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's definitely 100%. The, it comes to the raider, and the raider says, okay, the doctor said he's fucked up, and the raider has a, uh, you know, they got a chart that says, okay, if Mike Nee is fucked up this bad, you get this. If you fucked up uh, this bad, you get this. So the Raiders, the one, not, the Raiders don't sit there and say, you know what? I just want to get this guy ten percent because I'm a Raider and I can do it. That's not how it works. That's why, I like, when I've been in, that's 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 why I'm no longer in like veteran groups because they'll talk shit about the VA and blame it on the Raider, and I'll be like, it's not the Raider. The doctor said. Mm you wasn't fucked up. Or when veterans file for increases, the doctor said you was fine. You got better. The VA didn't say you got better. Right. You know, and I've seen both I've seen both of those doctors. I've seen the one on the behalf of the VA and the one that is, is on behalf of the soldier. I've seen both. I've seen them both operate. And I mean yeah. and there, some are, does, are trying to find it does depend on uh, what doctor you go to because you mm -hmm. know some doctors they, they understand. Like, you don't got to tell them a lot. Like, when you when you go on, say you're going in for a PTSD exam, when that doctor, when he look at your records and he see you've been deployed, some doctors understand, okay, this guy I've been in combat for real. You know what I'm saying? But then you do have some doctors who be like, well, you know, hey, I don't think this guy has PTSD. But there are certain questions that the doctor's going to ask you that helps him along with his decision. But usually when you got combat tours, you usually get granted PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Now the percentage can vary because he got other questions, but you know, some vet veterans, they don't understand that man. They get upset 
Mm. Like, hey, nothing I can do for you, man. Yeah, I, I do get a little upset sometimes at certain things that should be for granted. Like, uh, for example, I've I've had acid reflux. Um, I didn't even know how you get acid reflux till I learned that you get it from eating fast. And I'm sitting here like, well, duh. Like, that was military life. Like, how does the military not automatically assume that that should be tied to? Well, you got to remember, the arm, the VA don't got nothing to do with the military. It's not military. When you say military, you know, you're thinking Army, Navy, Air Force. We, it's, it's not the same thing. The VA, we are our own entity. You know what I'm saying? So we don't, if the Army tells us to eat fast, that's the Army. But, well, the, but, VA but that's hospital, what I'm the VA hospital only goes by medical things. So um, the doctor's not going to say, you know what? The diagnosis is acid reflux because you ate too fast. That's not how it works at the VA hospital. The doctor's going to say, you got acid reflux. Let's see why you got it. And it's just like if you just going in there, like if you just going to sit calls, they're going to go through their whole routine, the blood, check your blood pressure. They're going to go through the whole routine and give you a medical opinion on that. Not you eating fast is not a medical opinion. That's not going to ride. Right. I guess my question is, is that it almost seems like it's common sense that they're related. And maybe, maybe they're not, maybe there's a chance they're not, but I mean, you give the benefit of the doubt, like you were just talking about the PTSD stuff. You've been in combat, you know, so when somebody's got acid reflux, I mean, what do you think? They spent their entire childhood just, and then they joined the military and, you know, nothing happened there. So I just feel like certain things should be kind of implied. I mean, if that's the style they teach you. Well, they can't, it, it can't really be like that because, I mean, you even got, like, uh, cats who've been to, like, our Vietnam veterans. They all got the Vietnam Service Medal. But that doesn't mean you was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So we just can't right. say, we just can't imply everything. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, back to your point, like, acid reflux, you got to go to the doctor. The doctor got to say, hey, this acid reflux is due to something that happens to you in the military. Or so, if you already had it in your medical records. Well, so so that's my question or my concern is that like a lot of these things like acid reflux, like there's no way in my duty, my service, I would have ever noticed that. You yeah, know you what I mean? So you would have went to sick call. And you would have well, went to sick call for acid reflux. You probably would have went sick call because you'd be like, you know what? I don't feel good. I'm vomiting in my sure. mouth or something like that. And you would have went to sick call for that. And then fast forward, you look at your medical records. You want to claim that. You say, hey, here's, I went to the doctor. I went to sick call. They said I had acid reflux. I went to, or you got some, and some people, they still got like sitting, they're not the sick call slip. But, you know, the paperwork at the actual doctors and then fill out when they're in there with all the lines and stuff. And they got your name at the bottom and bottom left corner. That's what we see on your military medical records when you went. So we'll see. They do their little SOAP, S-O-A-P thing. We read it. And it'll say, you know what, soldier came in because uh, he had throat problems. He had stomach problems. Vomiting in the mouth. You see what I'm saying? But Yeah. Go ahead. That's why I said it's easier for veterans to get their own records and go through their own records because a VSR could be going through and miss that. You know what I'm saying? And then you don't even get yeah. the exam. But see, guess what? You could say, you know what? Back in uh, 95, I went to sit call for this. Let me look. 
Let me go through my records back in 95. Here it go. Let me highlight it. Boom. I'm going to upload it. And let me submit it with my claim. Boom. Now the VSR don't even got to look. It's right there. Boom. Mm, right. See what I'm saying? And then the VSR, for... if we have any issues, so because guess what? The uh, VSR, I'm not a medical person. So some of the, like I had to look up something today. I, I forgot what it was, but he, the veteran put it down. I didn't know what it was. I had to Google it. But I'm not a medical person. So that's why I, like, I'll see something. I'll defer to a raider. I'll be like, hey, what does this mean? They'll say, just what it means. Got it. Then mm. I look for the mm. other evidence, yay or nay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. I I always just fear that I, I didn't go to the sick call because obviously I don't know about Mike. Mike might have been living in sick call. What do they call you sick call ranger? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, most of us were the suck it up and drive on guys. You know, if you ain't broken, you ain't bleeding, you don't need to be going anywhere. You know, I played mm-hmm. some sports in the military, so I was kind of banging stuff up all the time for them. Um, so. It was more often I would go for something, but I didn't just go for anything. And I think that's where a lot of experience, especially with the older veterans, they just didn't go to sick call. They just dealt with it. And that's yep. why I think a lot of them now are, are suffering from a lot of stuff that they can't even, you know, there's no documentation. Hey, it is what it is, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, it's not the VA's fault. That's the Army's yeah. fault. That's yeah, fault. no, you're right. Because yeah, the Army... The army encouraged that. Oh, are you right. going to sick call? Blah, blah, blah. No, that's army encouraging that. Yeah. yeah. When I was yeah. injured, I went to sick call. When I was sick, I went to sick call. I didn't care. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and this not even this me with zero knowledge of the VA. I would just take care of myself because I knew at the end of the day, whenever I got out of the army, I probably still have to work, function as a father, function as a husband. I want to make sure that I'm squared away. You know what I'm saying? Right, and yeah, a lot I was of just veterans get out. caught up in that. They get caught yeah. up in that whole yeah. whole nonsense. Yep. You know, yep. you guys tons. You see some of these song majors, man, be on that whole whole nonsense. Guess what? They don't want to go to sit call. They wait two and three years to file a claim. Boom, SOL. Mm. Yeah, and the pressure so, was higher when you got up in the ranks too. Right, so. What I'm getting from this is whether you're getting ready to get out, you recently got out, like within the last year, or you've been out 15, 20 years or whatever, first and foremost, get your military medical records. Right. Now, got it. if you've been out less than a year, you don't. we don't need those records. You just fill it. You just claim whatever. And we consider that as a veteran given a self-diagnosis. But once you pass that one year mark, now we need all now we need all this evidence. So if a veteran who just got out within the past year does that as you call it a self-diagnosis, that doesn't mean you're gonna all the claims are gonna be approved. No, because you still like say for like PTSD, you still gotta submit um uh OA seven one. Right. You still gotta submit that, you know, unless I look at your DD-214, I see you deployed, I see combat action badge, boom. I don't need none of that then. Got I, it. I was like, the dude been in combat. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. But less than a year, you will get all your, you will get the exams granted 99.9% of the time. Less than a year out. Once right. you pass a year RAD, 
then you have to have it has to be in your medical records we need a current diagnosis or we need buddy statements you know we need all of them you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day you have to prove the first thing you have to prove is that your disability happened while you was in the military right see what i'm saying that's the first thing veterans got to understand did it happen while i was in the military if the answer is yes can you prove it which Mm. the proof comes from your military medical record you make me want to go back through my records but that's like a full-time job (laughs) it depends if you want that 100 (laughs) percent yeah there you go that 100 percent i'll tell you man 100 percent a game changer man this game changer it's almost like winning the lottery man you get right right you die you get a forever mm. so no matter if you lose your job your wife leave you yeah you still got that well, i think 100 now it's 3400 so you'll get that 3400 a month so oh, one thing Lord. you'll know is that you'll have enough for rent so you won't be homeless <laughs> <laughs> you won't be depends homeless. where you live depends where you live hey, <laughs> what you hey you pay 3400 for rent you got other problems yeah, yeah. I don't think you can avoid that light bill. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, you can be inside that nice house cold. <laughs> Cardboard boxes and furniture. I tell all my friends, man, 100% is a game changer, man, because mm. like I said, a lot of soldiers get out of the military and be stuck like Chuck. A lot of them get out, don't, have no, don't know what the fuck they're going to do. When I say soldiers, I mean soldiers from one first enlistment to 15 years mm. get out and have no job they hit you with that same line i'm gonna go to school bullshit yeah you know i'm, what I'm gonna saying? give you a cheap plug that's what we're here for so come on here we'll find you some purpose we'll find you a way yeah we'll even help you with your va claims look at that that bullshit i'm gonna go to school okay who pay how you gonna eat mm. well i'm gonna live off the gi bill okay that gi bill gonna run out yeah, that's how you right. gonna live? You see what I'm saying? So that's why I said 100 is a game changer because yeah. Hey, Tony, I got a question. Yeah, if we have some vets that watch this and they want to, uh, they had some uh, questions. Mm-hmm. How can they uh, get answers, or if they want to talk to you specifically, what would you recommend? Oh no, they gotta go. Oh no, they can't talk to me specifically. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask that too because you talked about the VSOs, but it you're sounds like bl- you're not going to be blowing up my phone. <laughs> no, what I was saying about VSOs, what I was saying about VSOs is a lot of your VSOs were prior VSR, right? Mm. Prior raiders. But what happens with the VA, um, you know, we we go by manual, but the manual is a living manual. Rules change all the time. You'd be surprised shit change, how fast shit change in the VA when it comes to claims. A lot of the VSOs are not updated on that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they could miss out on something. But you, know, you are recommending them, right? You're recommending that these soldiers hook up with VSOs and let yeah, them help you, them? Yeah, use the VSOs. What I was saying was I hate when one of my friends asked me something and I tell them. Mm. And then they try to compare what I'm telling them with the VSO telling them. I'm saying, and I was just like, fool, I work. This is what I do. I do this right. work. So how are you going to question me with anybody? You know what I'm saying? Unless you got a VSR, then that's different. Right. But, 
don't question me with a VSO when this is what I do. I've been doing it for three years, you know. Well, wait, what's this? I've been doing this since 2017, going on four years now. So, mm. I mean, but yeah, use, if you if, use the DAD, because some of them POAs, they be proactive like a mug, man. They'll, they'll be hitting up Raiders, they hit up VSRs, because they got, some of them got access to, uh, to our Outlook, and they'll send us emails, you know what I'm saying? So some of them, some of the POAs do be proactive. But what was that Outlook some... address? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Won't get mine. But yeah, utilize, yeah, utilize them, man. Utilize them. But I encourage all veterans. You got to, you know, read up on that stuff, man. Read up the uh, the manual that we go by is online. You know what I'm saying? It's online. Now you don't get the latest updates, right? Right. Whatnot, but you get the gist of it. You'll get the gist to be able to file a claim, you know, and know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's online. I got to do is Google it. Cool. M21-1. Just Google it. It's pop up. You know what I'm saying? But it's a, the process, uh, it, 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 it's not difficult at all, man. It's not difficult. But what I will say, like, the VA, now we we going back and we helping out our veterans, man, like our Navy veterans who was actually on the ship in Vietnam, but they wasn't close enough to claim anything. So, so now the, v, the, v, the VA now switched it to where if you was within 12 nautical miles on a naval ship, you know, you qualify under Asian Orange now. You know, a lot of wow. veterans, a lot of veterans, you know, the Army is easy because we was boots on ground. You know what I'm saying? We boots on ground, so you qualify for Agent Orange. But a lot of Navy veterans was what's the ships? The ones who shoot the artillery, not destroyers, is it? The one who shoot the artillery from the well, I'm asking y'all, y'all army. But <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, destroyers do shoot and destroy things. But the yes. ships who shoot and, and support was you know support the Marines with artillery from the sea. You know they not. They not in those bays and harbors. They stay out there with a carrier right. or not. You know what I'm saying? Or mm. if you like say you own a carrier. You know what I'm saying? Or say you was a CB. Sometimes uh our CBs, the CBs who are navy didn't know they'll qualify for Agent Orange. You know what I'm saying? So the VA is they they trying to hook our veterans up now, you know what I'm saying? That's good. That's real good. Which one of y'all is burying bodies in your backyard there? What's up? All that clanking there. There's somebody's burying oh, some bodies. Son. He's about to wash some dishes. I just, told him, <laughs> I just told him to stop for a hot second. <laughs> yeah, we, we almost get ready to close it out anyway. Is there, is there, so if we could recap your advice to give to anybody watching this, um, can you give them like top three, four things that they should do? One, the number one thing. Request your military medical records because you can't claim nothing without them if you've been out longer than a year. Second thing, go through your records and see what you was injured or, or um, why you went to sit call for. Next, um, are you still being seen for those injuries? If so, collect your evidence from that doctor, you know, because usually if you just ask the doctor, can I get a copy of my visit, they'll give it to you. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, do your, do, 
your brain goes faster when you do the leg work. You see what I'm saying? When you do the leg work, your brain goes faster, and you as the veteran knows what you submitted. You know what I'm saying? And that, like I said, that go back to the go back to my point about the knee. If you've been in the army 20 years, and you're trying to claim your knee, and you've been a sick call numerous times. The VSR has to go through all those records looking for your knee. When you went, where did that injury happen? So we got to look for it. It's easier for you just to submit it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And your claim go this fast, man. Because when I pull up your claim, when it's in my queue, I open it up and it says, Jim, uh, knee injury. I, I look. Going through documents, I look, I see that the veteran submitted along with the 526. Guess what? It's going to be called probably labor correspondence. I'm going to look and say, wow, here's uh, the, the military medical record saying that he went to call. See, I'm trying not to use VA uh, yeah. words because I yeah. know people are not going to understand it. Here's, the, here's his, uh, here's his sick call slip, for example, that he got sick call for, for the knee. Oh, guess what? Here is a current diagnosis from his current doctor saying he's been coming to see me since he's been out about the knee. Now I can just, it'll take me, it'll take me like 15 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I got this, got this, got this. Grant it down. And another thing, we don't dictate where you go to see the doctor. I don't dictate mm. that. It's automatic. The system does that. It'll tell me where to send you. And I'll be like, oh, send him to the VA hospital or, oh, send him to a private medical doctor. And don't, let me give you a hint, man. Veterans, don't even try to use your own DBQ. That shit don't work no more. They are, VA already caught up with that shit. So don't try to get print off the DBQ from um, the internet and go take it to your homie and let him fill it out for you. Because all we going to do is send you to our doctor. What's because, the DBQ? Oh, that's the form that the uh, that the doctor fills out. Okay. I mean, you can Google DBQ and pop up, but yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. So I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of veterans. What happened was this one doctor. I think he was in Colleen. He was telling veterans he'll fill out the DBQs for like money, so the veteran can get service connected. Oh. But VA got hip to that. So now, even if you send in your own DP, private DPQ, we're going to look at it. If it's legit, we're going to send you to our doctor. <laughs> so your, your DPQ really, your DPQ plays some part, but it won't play a part in your rating. Because we're going gonna to send you to our doctor. So your doctor really doesn't matter when it comes to filling out the DPQ. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Makes sense. All right. Anything else you want to add that's pressing, Mike? Or no, nah, we're good. He, like I said, he answered a whole bunch of my follow-up questions, yeah, so that, we're good. That was useful. So we can still go to uh, our, our end of our show here where we can uh, either pull the pin on something, you can do a shout-out, you can do a person of the week, whatever you want to do. Um, this is your moment to change it up. We don't. We no longer make you, you know, complain about something. <laughs> oh, no. I'll go first. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing, man. I'm good. I got some. All right. What's up? I, I want to say my person of the week is Tone. <laughs> no, because that's what I mean. That's what we're here for, right? To help vets. 
and he he's playing an integral part in uh, helping vets with their uh, claims and getting the compensation well deserved. And that's some vital information he just gave, man. So I appreciate it, bro. Uh, no worries, yeah. man. No worries. Well, I definitely second you know anybody who's helping vets because that's what we're trying to do. But but just to show Mike how much of a cop out that is, I'm gonna make Mike the person because Mike is the one that got Tone on to come talk about the vets. So therefore. Yeah, I have to make Mike mine. Man, that's some bullshit. Now, you, know, <laughs> you know Mike, my homeboy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why, though. That's, you know, that's the burning question. But we can figure that out in another episode. So, <laughs> Tony, thanks again for coming and helping out. We appreciate you. No worries, man. Too easy. And Mike, of course. Yeah, that, that was some serious information, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So hopefully everybody out there appreciates it as well. Uh, we do enjoy that you come and watch this. Share this with your friends. Get these help, uh, help these vets out some help, you know, because I can't even speak English. That's how good this information is. I can't wait to check my medical records. But pass it along. Help some vets out. Uh, get them on the show. Get them in here. We'll connect them with some uh, information. Maybe you can't outlook tone, but I know somebody who can. So... <laughs> Hey, I barely check. I barely check with my supervisor. <laughs> Either way, hope to catch you next time. Godspeed. Bullet the